Hello and welcome to a brand new Tusk Talks Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Tusk, known in real life as Adam Chalk. And I'm here to give my honest opinions on the things we like or dislike from all the goings on in professional wrestling. From shows like WWE, Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Smackdown, NXT, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, Impact Wrestling, as well as pay-per-views, premium live events, indie shows, as well as talking about the latest news headlines doing the rounds. So why not go ahead, hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, wherever you get your podcasts from. As I said, welcome to the podcast and I'm here today to review everything we saw from AEW on Fridays, that being AEW Rampage as well as Battle of the Belts and I thought it was a very, very good two hour, two hours of pro wrestling. Um, Let's get to it, shall we? And we'll start with Rampage. They opened up with John Moxley and Brian Danielson versus Top Flight. Uh, this match starts with Suicide Dives from Danny Martin, and then we get one from da- uh, Brian Danielson as well. Top Flight work over Moxley in the corner. Dante does an Eddie Guerrero sent on thing. I can never remember what it's called. Uh, he then followed that up with a standing moonsault. Danielson gets tagged in and just boots Dante. Uh, he does a top rope hurricane runner as well, which looked awesome. But Dante Martin, because he's a freak athlete, landed on his feet. Uh, a bit later is a standoff in the middle of the ring and all four men go at it. The fight goes to the outside, which is when Danielson Moxley take over. Uh, Romero special back in the ring into a dragon sleeper by Danielson. A massive superplex by Moxley. After a break, though, Darius gets a hot tag. He runs wild. Uh, Brian throws kicks. Uh, but Darius just fires up. Hard strikes and then a standing Spanish fly. Uh, he hits a jumping flatliner on Mox. Danny Martin hit a huge frog splash, but Moxley went straight into like a hammer and anvil elbow. Uh, He also nails a King Kong lariat on Dante. A little bit later, Danielson nails Dante with a psycho knee out of nowhere. Uh, But Dante Martin, sorry, Darius Martin breaks up the pin. Or the other way around, I can't remember. Uh, Moxley dives off the top rope to the outside to take out Dante Martin. Danielson kicks Darius' head in in the, in the ring and locks on the regal stretch, but Darius is already out anyway. This was a fantastic opening match. Uh, top flight, uh, top of my list at the moment of acts to watch and look out for in 2023. And this pretty much showed why. Mox and Danielson are great anytime they're in the ring. But I really enjoyed this opener. A lot of fun. We then get a Hangman Page uh, backstage segment. He's basically been cleared and is allowed to wrestle. That means it is Hangman versus Moxley on Wednesday, which is going to be great. 
Wednesday's Dynamite looks awesome at the moment as well. And then it is Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter versus the Renegade Twins. Britt and Hayter go straight to beating the hell out of the uh, Twins, but Robin Renegade did smash Hayter with a low drop kick right in the face. Uh, the Renegades look great, actually, taking it to Hayter. But Hayter came back by delivering a double suplex. Uh, Baker hit a sling blade just before they go to a break. After the break, the Renegades get some nice shots in, but the match finish came after Hayter and Baker hit a double forearms to one of the Renegades. I'm not sure which one it was. Hayter hit a sliding lariat and Britt with a curb stomp uh, for the win. A really good hard-hitting match and a lot more uh, competitive than I thought it was going to be. I really like the Renegade Twins. I think there's something there if they they could use them on Dynamite a little bit more. Um, Jamie Hayter is the star, isn't she? So good, I think, Jamie Hayter. Uh, we get a little video from House of Black at this point. And then it's time for Preston Vance versus Sonico, was it? Something like that. <clears throat> Not a lot to say on this one other than it's short, but Preston Vance did look great. It was a squash match. Uh, he won with a, a lariat. After the match, though, um, Preston Vance... Demas, this guy, who I had no idea who he is, if I'm honest. Uh, it's all fine. Preston Vance looked good. Want to sort of see more, I think, in this hit new heel role. It is then time for the main event. And it is Mike Bennett, along with Matt Taven and Maria Bennett. Is she Maria Bennett or is she Maria Canellis or whatever? Uh, versus Darby Allen for the TNT title. There was a bit of a hole for hole going on between them early on, but Bennett super kicks Darby off the turnbuckle and then throws him around ringside. Uh, Darby fights back and goes for a suicide dive, but Matt Taven pushes Bennett out of the way and takes the dive himself. Mike Bennett then delivers a Russian leg sweep off the apron just as they go to a break, which looked nasty to take for both guys, really. And after a break, they both throw hard strikes. Uh, Bennett hit a Death Valley driver for two. They fight on the outside then, and this is where Darby hits a bullet drop kick from the top rope to the floor. The man's nuts. Back in the ring, Darby sets up for a coffin drop, but Maria crawls in to protect her husband. Behind the referee's back, Taven hits Darby off the ropes. Uh, Bennett delivers a pile driver, and that gets a two count. They then fight on the top rope, but Darby hits an avalanche code red, followed by a coffin drop, 
for the win and retain his titles. I thought it was a really, really good main event. Uh, I think Mike Bennett's quite underrated. Um, and Darby's just a nutcase. It's great to see the Kingdom back on TV because I'm pretty sure we've only seen them once or twice since their signing. I know they've been doing stuff on Dark and Dark Elevation, but they're an act that I want to see more on TV, I think. And I think Darby Allen's run with this title is going to be pretty exciting. But that was Rampage, and as they did, we're going to move quickly on to Battle of the Belts, which... I had no real thoughts about beforehand. It wasn't really something that was a must-watch for me. Hence why I didn't watch it until pretty late on a Sunday. Um, But it was much better than I thought it was going to be. And they started with the No DQ tag team match for the tag team titles. Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett versus The Acclaimed. Max Caster's rap on their entrance referenced Vince McMahon, as we all thought he would. Um, And this started hot. Uh, Lethal had Bowens in a figure four on the ramp at one point. Uh, The only way he could get out of it was to roll down the ramp, which looked pretty cool. Action then went to the ring and the acclaimed singled out uh, Jay Lethal. At one point, Caster just slid, slid out of the ring and slapped Sanam Singh just for the hell of it. I uh, don't think that was too clever, if I'm honest. They went for a Sesame Timbers on Lethal, but Jarrett pushed Bowens off the top rope. After a break... Uh, Bowens hits Lethal with a massive lariat. Caster gets a hot tag. He does an Olympic slam and an ankle lock to Jarrett, which I thought was great. Lethal broke up the pin by dropping an elbow. Uh, sorry, not the pin, broke up the ankle lock by dropping an el- elbow on the referee instead of Caster. This is when everyone remembered it was no DQ. So Billy Gunn ran in and clothesline lethal to the floor. Satnam Singh threw Caster into the ring steps on the outside. Uh, Jarrett ends up with the guitar in hand, but Billy tries to stop him. But he gets low blowed by Jarrett. Bowens goes out and gets a boombox. But Sanjay Dutt sweeps out his leg, so he lands face first into the boombox. Now Billy Gunn has taken the guitar off Jarrett. He nails Satnam Singh with it. Uh, Jarrett hits Billy with a stroke though. Jarrett gets hit with a double super kick. And this is when Satnam Singh then destroys the acclaimed with a double choke slam. And then does one on the referee as well. I think it was Mike Posey. Uh, he rips the referee's shirt off and then throws it to Sanjay Dutt to put on. Lethal hits Bones with lethal injection. Uh, just as Dutt is about to count to three, though, Aubrey Edwards pulls Dutt out of the ring, breaks his pencil, uh, 
pushes him on his ass. The match carries on. Bowens nails lethal. Casa uh, hits the mic drop from the top rope and picks up the win for the acclaimed. This was just so much fun. Uh, I'm not going to say that it was necessarily great, but just so much fun. Usually I'd be saying way too much going on, but I think it played in perfectly. Um, who would have thought in 2023 would be saying Jeff Jarrett is bringing so much to AEW television? I think he really is. I think he's so good. Um, yeah, loved everything about this. And I cannot wait to see Satnam Singh in the ring again. I know he's had... He's just had the one match on Rampage, I think. I want to see him every week dropping people. He's There's just so much about him. Um, yeah, love this. We get a couple of backstage bits then. One from Powerhouse Hobbs. One from Eddie Kingston and Ortiz. And then we get the Sky Blue Jay Cargill match for the TBS title. Uh, Cargill gets in Sky Blue's face so she goes all scrappy do on her. And lights her up a bit. Sky Blue then tries for a couple of roll-ups. Uh, Cargill gets back in control with a huge right hand. A big boot and a choke slam on the ramp. Uh, Red Velvet then shows up on the top of the ramp as they go to a break. When we come back, Sky Blue comes back with a Hurricane Runner and running knee and kicks, but then Jade just kills her with a beautifully violent big boot, which looked lush. Uh, Sky Blue rolled out of Jaded, though. She gets a two count, hits a frost kick, and then her spinning code red thing she does. That got a two count. And then we got the incredible finish. If you haven't seen it, go and see it. Where Sky Blue goes for some sort of springboard thing. And Jade catches her in a powerbomb position. But just shifts her and transitions her into Jaded. Which is incredible how she did it. And she picked up the win. The the negative from this is the whole red velvet stuff. I don't understand it. I don't know who's meant to be the heel, who's meant to be the baby face. Maybe we'll see more uh, story, I suppose, come out of this. But I say it all the time on here. Jade Cargill is a mega star in waiting. Um, she's also getting better in the ring, and I think when that catches up to her personality and her, just her star power, she's going to be one of the biggest stars of AEW. And out of all the women in AEW, anywhere, in fact, I think she is the one I'm paying money to see. She's that good, even as she is now. Um. And that finish was something else. I saw uh, Michael Sidgwick, I think it was, from What Culture. Great podcast, if you haven't listened to that one. Um, he said on Twitter that... He de- sorry, he described Jade 
as looking like an inescapable bird of prey with actual talons uh, in that finish. And I don't think I could have put it any better than that. It's exactly what it was like. Yeah, incredible. Go and watch it if you haven't seen it. And then the main event was Kip Sabian versus Orange Cassidy for the All-Atlantic Championship. A bit of back and forward until Cassidy just unloaded on him. He was pretty angry in this match. It's the first time I've seen him like that for a while. Uh, Sabian then stole Cassidy's glasses. Um, The bunny then skips out at this point. Sabian does an Arabian moonsault to the outside. Danhausen curses him. So Kip just bites his finger. Uh, Cassidy hits a suicide dive though. Back in the ring, he does a stun dog millionaire. Uh, Kip then delivered a nice twisting net breaker on the outside after catching Orange Cassidy off a suicide dive. We go to a break at that point. When we come back, Kip is in full control but he then misses a cannonball in the corner uh, they fight on the turnbuckle where Cassidy hits a superplex uh, the ref kicks out the bunny as she tries to get involved the butcher and the blade then come out as Dan Elson sort of halfway up the ramp they beat him up uh, they got chairs in hand they sit there on the ramp <clears throat> in the ring they uh, Kip and Orange throw hard strikes Kip sort of tries to take the piss with the Cassidy kicks and then a massive headbutt and running knee that got a two count Kip also hits a falcon arrow that only gets a two count as well he throws Cassidy out to Butcher and Blade who go to use the chairs but this is where best friends show up to make the save. I kind of thought they were going to cost Orange Cassidy at one point, but that didn't come. Uh, Kip hits a corkscrew neck breaker back in the ring for a two count. He hits the orange punch, but Cassidy sort of just hulks up. He runs wild. It's a beach break, uh, which nearly wins it. Kip tries to roll him up. After Cassidy takes his frustration out on the referee. But Cassidy kicks out and he smashes him with an orange punch. And he wins the match to retain his All-Atlantic title. Um, This wasn't my type of thing really if I'm honest. I thought the work was good. Sabian looked good. I don't think he's at the level that... AW believe he's at if I'm being perfectly honest I like him a lot but he's he's not there certainly as a character he's not there um, on a night where you had other run-ins it's almost a little bit overkill with all the run-ins in the main event as well um but it was really exciting. I I love Orange Cassidy anyway. But maybe just didn't really 
give me what I want. I don't even know what I wanted from this, if I'm honest. But hey, that's fine. We all like different things. Um, so yeah, really good two hours, like I said. But that is your AW Rampage and Battle of the Belts review. And as always, you can tell us what you thought of the show through our Tusk Talks Wrestling Facebook page. Follow me on Twitter as well. I am at AdamChalk8 on there. I will be back again tomorrow with more podcasts. So until then, I've been Adam Chalk. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next time.